it. And does so in the near post. It's a reflection. And it goes in. And it's Niall Barr who I think got the touch. Niall Barr at the near post. Great. Donny took the lead deservedly through a, a, a move started and finished by Noyle in the 58th minute bringing the ball out of defence, setting close free down the right and smashing home the eventual cross from 14 yards for his first goal of the season. Good evening, everyone. Uh, happy Friday. Welcome to the Anytime Notebook. Uh, we're here again. I hope you enjoyed the intro and ode to what might have been Carl Noyle opening his account for the season for Doncaster, of course, without a penny on, and even Niall Mayer there, which felt particularly annoying after John had talked up the Luke Waterfall price last episode. John, you joined me, as always. Um, hey, Waterfall, he nearly got a touch on that Maya header at the near post, didn't he? Yeah, and I, I nearly dated Raquel Welsh once, <laughs> but... Uh... It's uh, yeah, it's a bit of a uh, bit of, it was frustrating that. I mean, I, I was a bit annoyed with myself that I missed that uh, Jordan Turnbull and uh, Simao were out suspended for Tranmere as well. Um, Which I think they just uh, made it even more. Yeah, they would have been back, wouldn't they? I think it was just a yeah. If we'd have, we could have even had more hard luck stories, right? If we'd have realised and gone in even deeper. I guess. Yeah, they. I mean, they all. I think all of Grimsby's defence had a chance. Um, I think I, as soon as I saw Frankie's. Kent had scored at two thirty. I thought, here we go. I saw that. Yeah, I mean, that, that's uh, <laughs> we. What did we do last week? We were, we were talking him up in some kind of context. We were. Uh, bemo- no, it was like the wrong the XG. Overrated yeah, XG. Yeah, a chance that wasn't a chance. But hey, yeah. he sh- he showed us right. <laughs> he knew. Uh, he knew. Uh, any others that got away for you last week? Um, not particularly. I mean. Uh, it was a bit frustrating, like you said, waterfall. And uh, well, here and Boateng was on the bench. They're both very well backed in the morning, actually. Especially Boateng, he, he absolutely collapsed late on. Um, so I'm not, you know, that was um, you can't can't legislate for that. I'm getting a bit sick of Nigel Clough. He seems to pick strange sides. Uh, I think he's doing it just to spite me. Actually, I've, uh, <laughs> <laughs> might write him a letter. What do you reckon? I think that that's more than more than owed. I was just just having a look for. I think uh, Tommy Smith got pulled, didn't he? About just after half time. Another one. Oh yes, I'm on, yes, a, re- that, I'm on yeah. a recent one of those. You know, I'm struggling to find a player that lasts an hour at the moment. But he was another one that um, didn't long, that didn't last uh, until the second half. Yeah, Carl, Carl Noel was annoying, but then I checked it back, and I think he was playing as a right centre back, wasn't he? He was, yeah. And I, I, yes, I, I, I seem to remember that we said the price had gone anyway. I couldn't. I haven't had a look. At yeah, you, you, you couldn't have bat. I mean, he he wasn't. He was a good good finish, but it wasn't. Um, Looking at his map and stuff, it wasn't like he was bombing forward like he had been. So, uh, Warren yeah. O'Hara, the one that got away for me, it spoke at length kind of last week about the the set piece form tables that I'm kind of keeping and compiling, just updates. Yeah, Fleetwood were miles clear on on that form uh, um, in League One, but you just you know they're playing they're, they're top of the list by a long way in terms of set piece xG conceded, but you, you know. You don't spend any time looking at MK Don's threats, really, and it serves me right. You know, easy to pass over. Should have had someone covered, but hey, what can you do? Sure enough, it comes from a you know poorly defended set piece that they couldn't clear, and O'Hara was there to just hook it over his uh, over his shoulder. Um, anything yeah, else? Anything uh, else standing out, John, from last week? Made the notebook. Um, there's another one of those on a similar line in the championship, uh, which are 
Oh, I'll mention it now, uh, Blackpool. Uh, so, uh, one, they've got a big injury crisis. They've got seven out this week. Uh, Ek Pateta's out for the second game with suspension. In the last three games, they've conceded 0. 0.7, 0. 0.76, 0. 0.87 set play XG against. Uh, the top of those tables, the top of that table anyway for the season. Now, the problem is they're playing Cardiff. <laughs> if you think, um, yeah, if you think, um, uh, Warren O'Hara was hard to find. Cardiff, probably even harder to find. I mean, I did look at them, but in the last five games, uh, combined attacking XG from set piece to set play, sorry, it was 0.16. Um, and when you look at the prices, I mean, Kipre is short enough, really, but Perry NG, who yeah. has never really scored, is, is for some reason is pretty short as well um he'll score again now but <laughs> you just couldn't you couldn't I, I was interested in kit price to cut a long story short but when I looked at the price I just thought oh. but Blackpool are leaking a hell of a lot so it's worth looking at if, if you can find someone for Cardiff that I couldn't then go for it um good weekend for who else do we know uh, Andy King too good Far post headers for, for yeah, that was City. a strange and, one, wasn't it? Yeah, normally on the other side, right? I, you, when they came back, probably Bristol City was the first one I looked at as a as a team that were always conceding a fair bit. But yeah, the, the notable from that game was 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 Andy King. Um, yeah, and he's playing in the middle of the back three, or he was last mm. week um, with our old friend Rob Atkinson on the bench. Uh, they did score from the corner as well with uh, Cameron Pring from left wing back. That was his first ever goal, first career goal. So. Yeah, nicely worked actually. They they worked it out, yeah. didn't they? And then he was well, he's left Rotherham, Rotherham's vulnerability probably the one to take from from that match, right? Which is um yeah, they seem a bit they seem a bit all over the shop at the moment, Rotherham. I think yeah. there's a few. I think they've had a big illness thing again, uh, which they had before the break. I think it's still there, though. Good old Richard Wood did have two decent efforts in the first half, just for a change. 158-year-old Richard Wood. <laughs> um, You'd you better place to talk on this one, but I noticed uh, Michael Rose, he, well, you hit the post for Cov, didn't he? Yeah, um, he's interesting. Coming into the side. He scored it. He's, he hit the post from a similar chance to which he scored at Reading last year, which was a near post flick on the birdie. Yeah, he... Um, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it wouldn't normally be on on the list. I thought the the goal that I think we both noticed the goal that Coventry conceded actually, which was um, yes, I say it says in the in the notes this first um, first set piece that we've conceded this season. I think there's we were talking when we were during the week. McFadden was out, and there's certainly I think it's a I think it it makes them less well drilled at, at defending set pieces. So he's yeah, he's out for. He's definitely out this weekend. More on that later because um, I've got a selection in in that game. But um, I, I remember I was looking back when you kind of mentioned it, and he was out for about a month at the end of last season. And I, you know, I remember a game against Blues where Gary Gardner and Christian Pedersen both had free headers from corners and long throws. Um, we won that game, but that was notable. And there was another at the CBS. Scott Wharton scored a free header from a corner against Blackburn as well. So definitely, the absence of McFadden is definitely an angle. I think considering, you know, particularly considering who they welcome to the CBS this weekend. But we'll talk a bit more about that later on. Yeah, the um, Swansea are hard, hard side to work out at the moment, just because they're sharing around a lot of the chances there were some strange ones in that game last week you had Carl Norton popping up with a good header in open play which I don't think has ever happened in his however 500 game career uh, but, that, but that's the way they play isn't it it's unusual and 
that you do get these players cropping up. Um, I thought Ryan Manning, who on paper is a left wing back, if you look at, it's not new, but if you look where he actually played last week, he was a left-sided forward attacker, yeah. winger, whatever you want to call it, but not not just a winger. He was basically a forward. Uh, I mean, it's kind of in the market. He's only about five, six is best. I did notice that the Russell Martin was having a bit of a moan up about uh, Ryan Manning's contract, and I think it was, is it Lata Badera? I can never say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, saying that he's annoyed that they haven't got them to re-sign yet. Didn't didn't sound too happy, older Russell. So, mm. but we'll see. It's worth keeping an eye on that one. Just checked it on a on Y Scout. They Y Scout have got Manning as a yeah the number nine, almost leading yeah, that. Yeah, the front of that front three with Patterson and Pierre on either side. But yeah, well, yes. I think he was uh, pretty much yeah the equal furthest forward mm. forward player for Marketel, which. You know, so the price is probably fine. You know, you're not going to get bigger than that, especially these days, are you, when it's uh, all, all tracked. Um, the only other one in the couple, well, there was a, probably the best chance I've seen miss this year, which was Mark Roberts for Birmingham. Yeah. Um, bless her, he just uh, got a bit, a bit bit of a nosebleed, I think you could say that. <laughs> no, he scored a few over the years, hasn't he? But just one of those that looked easier to score. Um I watched Watford Hull on Sunday for my sins. Um, not not a classic, but uh, you, you know I'm going to mention good old Jacob Greaves. Um, <laughs> Prolific J- it, Jacob Greaves, yeah. Yeah, he, he, they didn't have many great corners or anything, but he had one decent header, one strike from open play, which is well hit. But he's definitely attacking the ball better since his recent goals, which you'd expect. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that they were using fellow defender Alfie Jones as some kind of blocker um, because he kept he kept drawing about two or three men to him from the corners and Greaves was not massively free but the delivery wasn't that good apart from the one he did connect with okay so as ever I've got half an eye on him but I wasn't convinced by Hull again watching that game uh, or Watford really but mm. it was just a bit of a it, like you said I think last week it had a pre-season feel to it yeah um, the only other one in the championship for me was Ben Wilmot, who you know regularly pops up when he's um, arriving at the far post from those Stoke wingbacks. But he, I don't know whether he saw it, but a nice kind of high press. He was he was uh, chasing Cardiff down everywhere, and he's managed to chase down the ball in the Cardiff box and and created a chance for himself. You know, finished yeah. non too non too smartly, but um, certainly one to, to to still keep an eye on. I thought League One was relatively interesting from when it's not normally I thought uh, Oliver Casey was on my list had a couple of um, far post headers yeah, for Forest spot. Green against Cheltenham it, it, actually when he, when he looked at it and you know don't often look at Forest Green but that was his second game running which I thought was you know flying under the radar a bit with a with a good XG return both similar far post headers as well you go back and watch all the chances they look they look pretty similar um, I didn't think that um yeah, we'll see what survives this weekend. I didn't think Casey was without a squeak against a you know, Derby. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's not a good spot. You know, Derby gave up a, a few healthy chances against um, against Burton last weekend as well. Um, just to, Burton, I think, have kind of appeared on both of our lists. But hey, we've got a new um, a new centre back to follow, right? We just churn through the Burton centre backs. Uh, Corey Endaba is the latest one. That's right. Yeah, um, starting to make his way back into. Um, 
It appears he was kind of injured not long after arriving at Burton. He's an Ipswich loanee. But yeah, towering far post header. But the the chance that really took the eye was this um, yeah, central free kick where he's got himself involved and made a nice little smart little run off the ball. Um, Burton have, have worked it worked it to him. He's, he has finished the chance like a like a young centre back who's suddenly realised he's in the wrong area. But I thought that was um, yeah, two chances last week and a couple of chances and you know not without a squeak. I, th- I think he was. I'm going to mention him later, but I think he was on loan at Salford last season, wasn't he? Where similarly um, yeah. similarly created a few chances. But yeah, Forest Green, interesting. Yeah, new side. Um... Just uh, I mentioned them quite a lot recently, and I, I would have gone with them this week, bar the uh, postponement. But Shrewsbury again were very good. Um, they, they only had one extra, well, not only one XG in total against Bolton. 0.85 was a, was from set plays, which isn't unusual for them. Uh, late late Dunkley win, winner, um, as uh, you know, it's pretty much a lot of their game plan is to to win those free kicks mm. and corners. Um, there was a all shared around again. Dunkley, Pennington, Luke Lee, Hay, um, but no, didn't really spot a lot else in League One. There were quite a few dull games, weren't there? Oh. There was, and and League Two. The only thing that I've got circled was Newport, who admittedly were chasing the game, weren't they? Against Doncaster for when did Noel get his goal? Probably most of the second half, wasn't it? But but you, they yeah. chased the game exactly how you might expect Newport to chase the game, which was. Um, Long foes get it in the box, and everyone picked up their fair their their fair share of chances. It looks like a I don't Farky Hazen looks like he's um he's you know way too short now. I think he's single figures this weekend, isn't he? But if if that, I'm not sure if that game makes it or not. Probably not. But but Drysdale probably probably still on the list somewhere. If it once they, yeah, get, just, once they uh, get it in the box, everyone's everyone's in with a shout, right? Yeah, it's one of those really. I think you can. With the long throws, you, you can't really legislate for where it's going to land, can you? It's, uh, exactly. To a certain degree, you're going to have the target who is going to be Farkhausen probably, but anyone could pick up the second ball, probably even more so than a corner. Um, so, yeah, I think it's when they've got such a such a excellent target to use, and I think you can make an argument to back anyone who plays in defence from really. Out of the price, you know. Exactly. Um, I think that was just about it, John. Should we, should we head into our... Okay, we're not... At the current time recording, we think most of these have made it, but who knows what tomorrow morning's going to bring. Do you want to lead us off with your nap, which I think should make it, right? So the championship game should be okay. Um, I'll let you lead off with um, your best selection for, for the weekend. Thank you, mate. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's a Middlesbrough player, which about four or five weeks ago, when Ross McIntosh, friend of the show, mentioned Dara Lenehan, I said, uh, never, ever again, Middlesbrough. So it just goes to show you, don't listen to anything I say, <laughs> because uh, four weeks later, here we go. But it's not it's not the uh, affable Irishman. It is Dale Fry, which uh, will get even more of a snigger. There's 40 to 1 around, um, which... It's not ridiculous, but it's a big price for a reason. Um, we both tried to oppose Burnley for a while now, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Um, but we haven't found the right game, basically. I think we've had a couple of goes each. But it's a continued weakness of defending the set plays. They're fifth in the set play defending tables, according to our friends at the Analyst. Mm-hmm. Uh, just over 8xG. They've only conceded, actually conceded six, so they're running quite well there. Um, there are a lot of 
obvious positive since Carrick's coming at Middlesbrough. But they've also crept up the uh, attacking set of play metrics. They're currently fourth, which surprised me a little bit. Um, wouldn't be, if I'd had a guess without looking, I would have thought they were just middle, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they've actually got the biggest underperformance in actual goals versus the XG. Um, so, you know, they're, they're, they're underperforming the metrics if you want to look at it that way. Now, again, look at the last three games. 0.93 against Luton last week. Very good. 0.14 against Norwich. Neither here nor there. Um, 0.87 versus Blackpool. Okay, it's Blackpool, but at least they're generating. Um, now, there was a good interview with Dale Fry on the Middlesbrough YouTube channel this week. Uh, I just just looked on the Middlesbrough team news just to make sure he's playing, and that popped up. Um, what I learned from it is that he had he has two Robovacs in his house. Uh, one is English and one is Spanish. No, you don't get that. You don't get that anywhere else, do you? What's a, um, what's a RoboVac? Like a, it's uh, a vacuum cleaner that does okay. your vacuuming for you. I think I, I presume he's very happy with them. Um, <laughs> he already owned an English one, and his dad bought him a Spanish one. I don't quite know why. Uh, he doesn't speak Spanish, so he doesn't know what he's saying to him. Now, uh, this is insight. You do not get anywhere. This else. feels like this um, feels like get to know Dale Fry in the um, yeah. It also in, feels like program. For, yeah. Yeah. yeah, through the keyhole filler exactly. for a bad selection. <laughs> it sounds like to me. Now we know. Now we know. <laughs> um, but hang on, he, he also likes chess. Okay, um, he, he watched the is it the Queen's Gambit or the King's whatever it's called on uh, that's about Netflix. Chess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through the pandemic with his girlfriend, now he likes chess. They even bought a set and they play together every evening. Wow. Uh, it's chess, that is. Uh, so, yeah. It's, uh, so, anyway, I'll stop. But, yeah, that, if that's not convincing you, we'll go back to last <laughs> last week. Uh, they played Luton, as I mentioned. Fry had three opportunities, separate opportunities from set pieces, all of decent value, combined XG of 0.41, which is was pretty much as high as he's ever had in his career. Uh, but he also won the header for the Matt Crooks goal at, towards the end. He won the first contact really well, and it just fell down to Crooks, who does what he does quite often, just bundled it in, uh, always a threat. Now, let's be uh, fair, two goals in 183 games is, uh, you know, it's, it, let's not put a positive spin on it, but that, that's why he's the price he is. Uh, I'm going to give him a, he's the only player I could back here at, at the price, just trying to get Burnley again. And I, I was, to be serious, I was pleasantly surprised with Middlesbrough's last few games from what we look at. So Dale Fry at 40 to 1 is the nap. As you, I was listening, John, but as you were talking, why do you need, you need, why does one need to be Spanish and one English? You, you, what, you tell these Robovacs what to do? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it it, it, okay. um, I get the impression they talk to you in English or Spanish. Oh, so I, don't okay. know, I don't know what about. They talk to you about <laughs> hidden XG, I think. I, I am <laughs> vacuuming. <laughs> Your floor. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. But yeah, there's not much else to say, is there? Really? <laughs> How's the chess going? Why? There you go. Are <laughs> you ever going to score a goal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, if he does score, I like the I like the idea of two Robovacs at home, one in English, one in Spanish, kind of welcoming him home to a to a hero's welcome. <laughs> if, 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 if all four score, I'm going to buy a Robovac and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to buy a Spanish one as well. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, 40 to 1. Can't say fairer than that. Uh, thanks, John. Um, my nap, uh, I'm going to be a, a CBS on Saturday, wrapped up warm for 
Coventry versus Swansea. It won't be the first time I've backed an opposing player. It won't be the last either. Uh, that um, Mbengue goal for Reading. First goal, as we said, it, that Coventry have conceded from a set piece this season. But as we said, the McFadden absence is, is definitely a factor. Michael Rose, uh, an able replacement when it comes to defending in open play. But... You, you know, it's Medfad seen as kind of chief coordinator in chief at set pieces. He's getting, you know, this this young defence in shape. I think Coventry do miss him, and we've mentioned about some some situations last at the end of last season where they did just that. And I think, you know, Swansea a nice spot to to get against them. The issue that we've got is hey, we could we could select anyone from about four. John, you mentioned Norton, who's a big price, and of course, you know, Cabango. Um, won't be too far away either. It's going to be a menace in the box, but I never want listeners to think that I haven't put in the groundwork. Um, Swansea had seven corners when they were chasing that game for, what, 89 minutes against Norwich. Uh, I brought up and analysed every single one of them. And while Cabango is the one moving defenders about, I think Nathan Wood's the one I want to be on here. Uh, no career goals, which... Um, Sounds like nap material for this pod, right? Um, takes yeah, up a, we, like that. <laughs> we do like that. Takes up a, a stationary position on the six-yard box while Cabango goes running around trying to win the ball and, and moving defenders everywhere. I think if, if if Wood does get a chance, then it could be a carbon copy of the goal that Reading scored last week and 28 to 1's a pretty cheap price to find out. So Nathan Wood, 28 to 1 for Swansea against Coventry. John, where are we going next? Excellent stuff. If you get the time while I'm uh, talking about the next best, have a look on Twitter that we've just been tagged in. I'm, I'm starting to worry that we are being hacked. Um, I'll, I'll say no more. You'll work out what I'm talking about. Um, it's, uh, my next best is Dan or Daniel Happe for Late and Orient versus Sutton. Uh, very late edition, this one. I've changed this a few times. I, I was struggling a bit to find the next best. It's our old friend who isn't our old friend because he never scores. <laughs> Uh, 18 to 1 is the price which is is okay I'm pretty sure I said last time we mentioned him never again so it's the never again double it's a a, a new system the never again Um, as Gav pointed out last week though Sutton have been racing up the uh, unwanted tables so to speak as a team to keep an eye on Uh, a 1-0 win over Colchester doesn't prove anything really and uh, okay Colchester didn't have a lot of uh, XG, if you want to put it that way, but nearly half of it came from set plays, so there was still a little snippet there. Uh, believe it or not, Hape has a better XG and a few other attacking metrics than Omar Beckles this season, who mm. uh, the issue is Omar Beckles actually scores, um, <laughs> which is a which is, you know, you have to you have to be honest about it, but he is half the price. It's probably about right. Um considering Late Orient are just about odds on here. I thought 18s was, if you're going to give Happy another go, then this looks as good a game as any. And I think 18s is, it's okay. It's just about okay. So Daniel Happy later in against Sutton, 18 to 1. Excellent. Uh, Sutton definitely on the list and um, and Happy the one for Orient. Yeah, I've just, I've just seen our Twitter notifications. Like, this it's is freaky, where, isn't it? It is freaky. It is freaky. I'll let um, Craig and Ross I'll look around the house just to see whether they were hiding anywhere. But hey, they're going to be well pleased when they um, when they listen to uh, <laughs> the goal that's uh, included on this week's podcast. Um, it seems a bit like after the Lord's Mayor's show now, but Craig Bradley, you're exactly right. My next best, um, let's crack on. Uh, Corey Endaba uh, is the way I'm going to say it. We said already we love a Burton centre-half and he's the latest. Already scored twice this calendar year. Had a couple on loan at Salford last season. One's 
a soaring, glancing header into the far post against Steven is the other. Nice little one from open play where he's knocked it out of his feet and hit the bottom corner from 20 yards. Mentioned earlier about, you know, an impressive start to his um, kind of Burton loan period. Ipswich have already tied him up until 2025, so looks a threat. You know, there's a decent standard there. Burton head to Barnsley. So Barnsley haven't played for over two weeks, so last seen beating Peterborough on a, on a Friday night. Um, Burton full of chances and goals in the meantime. And Darba looks like the next Burton threat to follow off a cliff, I think, for the next few weeks. So I'll gladly put him up at 20 to 1, uh, Corey and Darba for Burton. Um, anything else? Anything else, John, on the list? I mentioned kind of Oliver Casey. If um, if Forest Green mm. do line up against Derby, um, um, what about just going back to your uh, your nap selection? Mm-hmm. Uh, what about a quick mention for Jake Bidwell for the former club system? Uh, how's yes. he playing at the moment? Yeah, yeah, come on, leaps and bounds. I I thought he was a really decent signing when we signed him. I. I Really like Jake Bidwell for, you know, solid left wing back. Didn't hit the ground running really. You know, we were used to, um, he's not Ian Matson, right? So, so, you know, however good he is. So fans that didn't know any better, which there were lots at the CBS every single weekend, you know, we're a little bit kind of, um, you know, less than impressed, but I think over time he's a yeah, pivotal part of that team. And you're right. Yeah. Um, X Swansea should be on the list. Yeah. I'm just going to, he's normally, um, I'll just check while I'm doing this. He's normally about 12, is he? Uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, it's not a bad guess. He's 14's best, which yeah, it, it might be okay. Um, yeah, I mentioned earlier Blackpool Cardiff. Uh, I might have another look at that when the teams are in. A, I'm really trying to not stretch to that, but you just look at Blackpool's last few games, as I mentioned earlier. It's it's quite scary, actually. Um and with the continuing seven out and Ekpeteta out, for, that's 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 not going to help, definitely. Um, in the championship as well, just a quick note I noticed from uh, Mark Fotheringham at Huddersfield, he mentioned that uh, Jack Rudini would be playing further forward with Jonathan Hogg back in that sitting role. Um, so uh, there's a bit of a discrepancy, but there is nine to one about Rudini, which is okay. I mean, they're playing Watford, so it's not the best spot probably. Um, but if he does play as more of a 10, then you, you're not really going to get nines for many uh, number 10. So that's, that that could tempt me in. Um, that's about it for me. I didn't really, there's not too many games left in League 2 and uh, League 1 didn't really catch my eye this week, to be honest. Jack, Jack Rodoni, so that was a, that's, a, that's a success story from this pod, right? I remember, was it back end of... Was he, when was he young, yeah, fledgling a, star? Just made him play that Wimbledon. Yeah. yeah, holding midfielder he was down at. But he, 20 to 1 he used to go off at. But that's, that's, oh, those were the days. Those were the days. It's clear, like, he watched a few games and he was like, he couldn't wait to get ahead of the um, ahead of the front too. But um, yeah, got his move. Uh, yeah, nothing else I don't think for me. Like I said, maybe Casey. Uh, we'll see what survives, John. And um, bet appropriately. Uh, once 2pm on Saturday comes uh, when Saturday comes uh, yeah a- anything else John anything else before we before we go and let our Twitter followers know how shrewd they are yeah big, big pat on the back for our probably I don't want to say our two biggest fans how stupid does that sound um, <laughs> our two fans <laughs> how about that I'm not quite with it today so we'll, we'll say our two biggest fans and <laughs> No, nothing else, mate. I, I did struggle. I, uh, Daniel Happe was reluctant for me. I, I struggled to find the second selection this week, to be honest. And on that bombshell, 
We should, we should, uh, we should wish everyone a um, hey, safe travels if you're going to a game this weekend. Uh, wrap up warm. That feels like some kind of public service message. Um, yes. We're stumbling towards the end of this pod. It's up to me to end it as quick as I can. John, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Talk to everyone next week. Good luck to everybody. <laughs>